Hello, this is Pearls on Tuesday with a recorded blog post entitled Navigating Relationships with Adult Children. I am a retired teacher, a counselor, and a life coach. I am also a wife, a daughter, a daughter-in-law, a niece, and a friend. However, my most challenging role is that of mother. My husband and I chose to bring two humans into this world and did our best to be loving, supportive, nurturing parents. During our child-rearing years, we thought each stage of their development was the hardest. As young working parents, we often arrived at our workplace bleary-eyed and tired from lack of sleep. Many long nights were spent rocking a crying baby or a sick little one. Elementary school brought homework, class projects, friendship troubles, sleepovers, birthday parties, soccer, horses, and a myriad of other activities. High school arrived and our past worries paled in comparison to turning over the car keys, monitoring gatherings, trying to patch broken hearts, keeping a grip on cell phone and internet usage, and performance in school. It was our belief at the time that once our kids were off on their own, whether studying in college or in the workforce, our worry and daily parental obligations would finally get easier. How wrong we were. It is my personal opinion, based on the experience I gained throughout the parenting journey, that navigating relationships with adult children is the trickiest yet. Think about it. When your children are young, you technically have a great deal of control over most everything that touches their lives. These things range from when they sleep, to what they eat, how they dress, who they interact with, and where they go. Control helps us feel safe and secure to a certain extent. With each passing year, we begin to lose this control bit by bit. At first, it's just a little scary, but as time goes on, it can become a full-on nightmare. Don't get me wrong, we raised good people of whom we are very proud, but it is a normal and expected part of growing up to test the waters. And the line between being an understanding, approachable parent and a bad cop is blurry at best. Our children are now 33 and 31 years old. They have been living on their own and supporting themselves for years now. With that being said, they are still our children and we are still their parents. Yet, the way we need to parent adult children is in many ways uncharted territory. 
I am certified in choice theory and reality therapy developed by the late Dr. William Glasser. Dr. Glasser was a sage when it comes to defining and building relationships. His works are my immediate go-to resource whenever I find myself searching for answers, advice, and wisdom. Here is what Dr. Glasser had to say about forging relationships with adult children. He said, to keep on good terms with adult children, continue to be warm and loving, but do as little as possible for them or to them, as much with them as you both enjoy, and respect them enough to be willing to leave them alone if that is what they want. Let's break this down piece by piece. To keep on good terms with adult children, continue to be warm and loving, but do as little as possible for them or to them. The warm and loving part is self-explanatory. The second part of the sentence needs a little further clarification. When Dr. Glasser suggests that we should do as little as possible for them, he is asking us to allow our adult children to make their own choices, good or bad, make their own mistakes, and figure things out on their own. So often, with the best of intentions, we try to save our kids from the disappointments and consequences that come with poor choices and the ensuing pain that follows. The truth is that what we are actually doing is removing important opportunities. The opportunity to learn a lesson in the best way possible, personal experience. When we take away opportunities to learn, we are doing them a great disservice. I adopted this belief early on. Even in my kindergarten classroom, I tried very hard not to do things for my students that they were capable of doing or trying to do on their own. This could be tying shoes, zipping jackets, or navigating friendships. It's hard to watch someone you care about make mistakes. Hopefully, we have been good communicators and have had conversations with our children about important topics. Beyond that, it is up to them to decide to put into action what they have been told and taught. When we think back on our own life experiences, we find that the lessons that made the most impact on us were the ones we navigated on our own. The hardest piece for parents is giving up control. It is scary. However, it is imperative that we work to replace control with trust and encouragement. It is time. When Glasser asked us to be careful of how much we do to them, he was speaking primarily about unsolicited advice and passive-aggressive or demanding tactics. Lecturing adult children is never a good idea. As with any adult, 
It is best to ask before giving advice. A good rule of thumb would be a phrase like, would you like to know what I would do in your shoes? If the answer is no, keep quiet. A passive-aggressive tactic would be, would be refusing to call them until they call you or leaving their partner's name off of a card because you don't care for them. Demanding tactics would be refusing to see them unless they leave their significant other at home or only being nice when they're doing what you agree with. Repeated unsolicited advice or lecturing and passive-aggressive demanding tactics are the fastest way to ruin a relationship or at least damage it beyond good repair. The next part of Dr. Glasser's statement says, as much with them as you both enjoy. This one takes self-examination and attention to spoken and unspoken clues. The key word here is both. I might want to come for a visit and stay two weeks. My adult child may be content with a weekend stay. Be aware of their behaviors when planning time together. Remember that the frequency and duration of a visit is not the main thing. Rather, it is the quality of the time you spend together that counts. Always be aware that your children have their own lives, interests, and schedules. As parents, we must be cognizant of these things and leave them wanting more of us, not wishing we would go. The final piece of the statement is respect them enough to be willing to leave them alone if this is what they want. As well as we come to know our children, they are their own people outside of us and deserve space and privacy. Often, they may go through periods where your contact with them is scanty at best. Understand that we never know exactly what someone else is going through, and if you have created an unconditional, loving atmosphere, they know that you are there for them. They will talk when they are ready and able. It is also important to note that as we grow up and away from the nest, there will be others with whom our children choose to confide and share their thoughts. This is healthy and desirable. Our children are our greatest gift to the world. Love and devotion is our greatest gift to them. They are ours and ours alone for a very short amount of time. Our job is to prepare them to leave us, thus the roots and wings theory. I think in pictures, so when I discuss adult children with others, I visualize a kite. We want the kite to catch wind and fly but not be out of control. Otherwise, it will quickly hit the ground. In order to achieve this, we slowly let the string out, keeping it short at first. We give it more string as it begins to soar upward, always ready to pull it back in as needed. Finally, when the conditions are just right, 
we can let the kite soar upward on a long string, still connected to your hand. The kite bobs and weaves in the air and attracts the attention of others who have no idea who is holding fast to the other end of the string. The attention is no longer on me, it is on the kite flying high. The kite feels secure knowing that it is attached to your hand way down on the ground and you feel proud admiring the beauty of the kite as it dips and turns living its best kite life. My husband and I are always down there holding firmly onto the lifeline of our two kites, but we know that our job is to let them soar as high as they wish to go and to admire seeing them do things we never imagined. And suddenly, just when you think they are going to crash or get stuck in a tree, they right themselves, and you feel a strong yank on the string. Of course, your heart skips a beat because that could have been terrible. It's the kite's way of making sure you are still there and still awake. Love them well.